So please join me as we pray over God's word. Father, any person who stands in this pulpit needs your help, as I do tonight. So please allow the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth to be acceptable to you and to be fruitful for your people. I ask this in the precious, powerful, glorious, awesome, wonderful, majestic name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So whether you know it or not, it is very easy to skip over Maundy Thursday and Good Friday and go right to Easter Sunday. So I have a couple of illustrations to start us off to set the stage for what I would like to say tonight. The first one is about a picture that's on my screensaver on my work computer. It's a picture looking down from the north rim of the Grand Canyon into uh, switchback after switchback after switchback. And clearly, one of my kids took the picture because it's really good. And it really shows the depth, a depth perception of how deep that canyon is. And, And you get a sense, you really do, of how far it is down to that last switchback where it disappears to who knows where. But we needed to travel that trail to make that climb out of the canyon up to the Supai Tunnel where that picture was taken to really appreciate, to really know what the Grand Canyon is all about. My second illustration is this. The Lord of the Rings. See, the first time I read The Lord of the Rings, when I was 14 years old, I was going through the Fellowship of the Ring, and Gandalf died. I almost quit reading the book. What was Tolkien thinking? How could he do that? To my 14-year-old mind, that made no sense. And as I read from that point on, I was grieving just like the characters were grieving. So here's the dilemma we have, all of us have, here on Monday, Thursday, tomorrow, Good Friday. We know Sunday's coming. We know Jesus raised from the the tomb. We know that he's seated even now at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. These are good and awesome truths. We should relish them. We should praise God for them. But they cause us sometimes to shortchange the value of Good Friday and Monday, Thursday. Just like my picture of the Grand Canyon. We want the beauty of Easter Sunday without experiencing the pain 
of Good Friday. We want the blessings of the Christian life without slowing down to say, Jesus really died. He really suffered for us. So tonight, tomorrow, as Ryan said, can we slow down enough? Can we be serious enough? Can we be prayerful enough? Can we be joyful enough to meditate on the length and the depth and the height and the breadth of the sacrifice of Christ? So if you would humor me, close your eyes as I read a portion of Psalm 22 and listen with your hearts for what Christ endured for us. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cried by day, but you do not answer by night, and I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. And yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust at my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my birth. And from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me. They are ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them and for my clothing. They cast lots. Can we step in 
to the anguish of Christ? Can we see in his suffering the sacrifice that brought us peace? I know many of us have Psalm, or Isaiah 53, 5 memorized. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his wounds, we are healed. Look into your own heart, into your soul, into the core of who you are. What has Jesus done for you? What difference does he make in the essence of who you are? Please, no Sunday school answers tonight. Just a true, honest assessment. So here's my challenge. First to myself, and then to each of you. Sometime before Sunday... Stop, pause, take 15 or maybe 30 minutes and just reflect on the death of Jesus. What did the nail-pierced hands mean for you? What does the crown of thorns accomplish for you? The scourging, the whipping, the spear, his betrayal, both by Judas and by Peter. What about the mocking? What about the fact that this reality was all a contrived power play? And then consider that this was planned from the beginning of time. Seriously, let's ask ourselves, what difference does it make? Does Jesus really change the way you live? As the ushers come forward to help us with communion, I would ask that you would just reflect on that, to ponder the death of Jesus on our behalf.
So today is Maundy Thursday. And that simply means today is Remembrance Thursday. The challenge for us is to remember something that's very painful. Jesus' death, his suffering, his abandonment, his sin-bearing. Without too quickly skipping to the resurrection, there should be a gravity when we consider the consequence of our sin. The reason he was on the cross was because of our sin. In essence, we nailed Jesus to the cross. But I would be remiss if we went to the table without the good news, the very good news. Jesus' actual words are this. This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. Consider that for a moment. Everything that happened in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, everything we're remembering tonight, the betrayals and the beatings, the, cruci- the crushing and the crucifying, the sin-bearing, the wrath-receiving, Jesus' words, not my words, Jesus' words are this. This is for you. It's for you. So pray with me as we receive the elements. Father, thank you that you sent Jesus to the cross for me and for my brothers and sisters here in this room who've trusted, put their faith and trust in Christ. Father, it is overwhelming to think of what Jesus went through. What he had to endure physically, but maybe even worse. No, definitely even worse. What he had to endure spiritually, bearing the sins of every person who would ever believe on the cross. And then because of that, You had to turn away from him in that moment. He said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Why have you forsaken me, oh God? Those are perhaps the hardest words to hear in the Bible. And yet, they're the most grace-filled words. Because in that, we receive forgiveness and healing, and restoration, and cleansing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit, for allowing us to not only to know it in our minds, but own it in our hearts. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So hear now the words of Paul, the apostle, inspired by God, For I received from the Lord what I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took the bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me, the body of Christ. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death for us until he comes, the blood of Christ. Father, thank you for allowing us this moment to share in the remembrance, this special time of communion. And now I pray that we, as we continue to worship, we do so, as Ryan said, both seriously and somberly, but joyfully, knowing that our sins are forgiven because of Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.